4: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on vSEN, the sports betting
3: network.
5: three of the nightcap here on Vison alongside Femi Abebefe sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Training camps a plenty. We have a preseason game in our back pockets. Mm-hmm. A little extra cash. Thankfully, I won last night because uh, the Padres are not doing me any uh, any justice tonight getting their butts whipped by the Dodgers. Um, but I saw a tweet today, Femi. I'm mm-hmm. a wise man. He said, quote, trey lance's best day in camp i should just end oh, it there because that would just make it more exciting but i i can't tell a lie and then he responded nothing crazy but he was crisp and on time and that would be our good friend from the san jose mercury news and knbr it is dieter Kurtenbach who joins us right now so dieter trey lance mvp baby super bowl <laughs> best day in camp yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far just yet. Let me me
4: just say this. Lance was exceptionally exciting last year, uh, and the juxtaposition between him and Jimmy Garoppolo was really eye-opening. The juxtaposition with Garoppolo isn't there this year. Garoppolo's still with the team, still on the roster. He throws on a different field just kind of works out on his own. It's very weird. And we're just not even going to dive into what the hell's going on there. Uh, But Lance has, Lance has been up and down and it is a very different breed than Jimmy Garoppolo because he has the deep ball. He has the ability to make some awesome plays on the run and make plays way downfield. So it's been kind of tough to get a real read on if he's going to be really good out of the gate or not for two reasons. One, uh, it's his first go around as the dude. And, you know, there's going to be some ups and downs that come along with that naturally. And they're kind of going through, I would say, the early portions, the basics of the playbook, and that's not really his ballgame. And then the flip side, is the 49ers' defense. And I say this knowing that we are not that far in training camp, but it is important to note, they look awesome. And that is a hard defense to get yards against. And now you got, you know, Trey Lance having to go out there and do it. So it's been a, it's been a tricky read so far, but he looked very good today. And uh, he's had his moments throughout and listen, if you want to go ahead and and place an MVP vote, I can't talk you out of it. I, I just don't, I don't feel as inspired as maybe I want
3: to, but I had a very high bar for that. Well, well, I've already placed an MVP bet on Trey Lancer at 50 to one just because of all the range of outcomes that are potentially on the table. But in your tweet following up on that Lance tweet, you said that Kyle was more aggressive as a play caller today. And that's what I've wondered about this 49ers offense here in 2022. Is this going to be a more aggressive, more downfield caliber of offense with Lance at quarterback? Because we know Jimmy Dre his strength wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. Yeah,
4: I I would venture to say, yes, though I can't guarantee it at this juncture. And and certainly there's going to be some, some tug and pull on that throughout the season, right? Kyle Shanahan being more pragmatic and tailoring his offense to his quarterback versus, you know, Kyle Shanahan doing the basic Kyle Shanahan, 21 personnel stuff, which Jimmy Garoppolo was very well suited to do, not necessarily execute all the time, but that, that was his game. He was built for that kind of a system. Um, it's going to be really tricky. I don't think training camp is going to be a great barometer. And the problem is I don't think preseason is going to tell us anything. Cause I don't think we're going to see much of Trey Lance in the preseason because Kyle Shanahan doesn't like the preseason. So uh, I don't think we're going to really know until week one, maybe even week two, because the 49ers also have a very weird preseason schedule. They have three games. Again, I don't think they're going to mean much in the actual, you know, 60 minutes that they play, but they're all really compressed. And there's going to be 17 days between the last preseason game and the first game of the regular season. It wouldn't shock me at all. If Kyle Shanahan actually installs the real 49ers offense during those 17 days when the media can't see it, mm. I would in fact, I, I would almost, I would bet on that. And we're starting to see a little bit more read action or, uh, yeah, uh, play action stuff, um, read option stuff a little bit of RPO. We're starting to see it starting to leak in a little bit, and it's always sort of been there. I don't think they're going to go full RG three in Washington, but uh, Trey Lance's number one ability, the thing that they can count on more than anything else right now today is that he's going to run over some cornerbacks and some safeties and some linebackers that that kid can run and they would be foolhardy not to take full advantage of that, especially with questions and pass blocking outside of Trent Williams And with a running back stable that looks really, really impressive this year, the offense has the ability to be awesome, really awesome in a tough division. The defense looks awesome. This team has an exceptionally high ceiling. It's just a question of how long it takes Kyle to sort of get into the full Trey Lance bag, if it ever shows up, and how Trey comports himself. If he is making a big play for every mistake that he makes, this team is going to be in very good shape. If it's more, you know, famine than feast. They'll still probably be pretty good, but it's not going to reach those high levels. It's just so hard to read it off of one week. But Kyle, Kyle did want to stick it to the defense a little bit today after the defense has been sticking <laughs> it to his offense for a couple of ga- a couple of preseason, their pre- uh, training camp practices
5: in a row. Talking to Dieter Kertenbach from the San Jose Mercury News at Dieter on Twitter. Um, yeah, when you, when you mentioned that, it just, it, it reminded me, it took me back 10 years ago uh, with that off season yeah. and, and nobody. Nobody knew what to expect. And Kyle Shanahan basically brought in, you know, the read option into the NFL. I mean, it really hadn't been done. The pistol formation, he brought that to the league. And in that season, it was it was spectacular uh, there in Washington for for Robert Griffin III. So, yeah, there, you saying that kind of, you know, gets the gears going in my head a little bit. Uh, what are your expectations from Debo Samuel this year? I, I know that, you know, the offseason, obviously, yeah. he was, you know— wanted to be traded that obviously did not happen. You know, was a guy who ran for over 350 yards last year. In addition to his 1400 yards receiving, are we going to see him less utilized as a runner with a, uh, with a decent stable of running backs? What are your expectations of Samuel this year?
4: Yeah. I don't think they're going to line him up in the backfield as a running back, but maybe once or twice a game as a, as a pure gimmick, um, that said, I, I still think he'll get plenty of receiving yards. Obviously, the Niners will have the ability to push it further downfield. And Debo is going to get one-on-one opportunities. You know, We go back to the run game with the quarterback. Kyle Shanahan has said since they drafted Trey Lance even beforehand, it, it's a lot easier to run when you're playing 11-on-11. 11 11. And when you have a quarterback who can run the ball, that's 11-on-11. 11 11. When you have Jimmy Garoppolo back there, you're playing 10-on-11. And you're just hoping that the ball can get to where it needs to go by the time uh, the defense figures out that they outman you. So they are going to have opportunities to get one-on-one coverage for Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, by the way, who is having an outstanding preseason. He's been like marvelously good, uh, really impressive stuff. I think Ayuk's going to have the breakout year. Ayuk might be the better receiver. Debo Samuel's still going to get his. Again, I don't think it's going to be in the straight run game anymore but a lot of those sort of pop passes are going to be coming his way, especially in the read option. You can go like double option, triple option on that. It's going to be really fun and interesting in the backfield. And I do think that the Niners will utilize some of that. And he's going to get a lot of chances to go downfield and just fight cornerbacks for a jump ball. And he's going to win a lot of those fights, even though he's not the biggest guy, he's going to be just fine. He's going to earn that contract. Uh, it's not going to be an issue of, you know, <laughs> you know Kyle Shanahan, uh, having you know, you know eaten sour grapes about it or anything, they have a great relationship. Everything is legitimately a okay there for all the drama and weirdness and peculiarity. Um, it's all been brushed aside if it was ever acknowledged at all. So, I think Debo's going to have a, a just fine year. I don't think he'll be an All Pro again, but he should be a Pro Bowl caliber player. The guy you got to look out though for is IU. He has been dominant over two cornerbacks, by the way. In uh, Charvarius Ward, who they signed from Kansas City, and Emmanuel Mosley, who is, has been really good for them uh, going back to the 2019 season when they went to the Super Bowl, uh, those two guys are as good as any tandem in the league, in my estimation. And he has been just like mossing them left and right. Uh-huh. Those guys are getting their licks in; they are as good as any tandem. They look awesome, and then they go up against Brandon Ayuk and his freakishly long arms, and he is just he is Spider-Man in this thing. He's uh, Mr. Incredible in this, thing, whatever you, if, if, uh, I don't even know, inspector gadget arms. It, it is <laughs> It is really enjoyable to watch him catch a football with those weird, weird basketball like arms. And I, I, in this offense, when they throw it, it is going to be deep. It is going to be for big yardage and he is going to get a lot of that. And Debo Samuel is going to get a lot of that. It might not be the, you know, 14 catches for 110 yards, but they might get that 110 yards on two or three catches and, maybe not great for fantasy purposes, maybe not great on a week in, week out basis for consistency, but it'll be fun as hell to watch.
3: Uh, Dieter. We got about a minute left. I want to ask you about the pass rushing rookie on the 49ers defensive uh-huh. line. Drake Jackson been a lot of buzz about Drake Jackson. Uh, what have your eyes told yeah. you about him?
4: He needs a year. He needs a year to be really, really good. He will contribute, but he's going to take he, He's a kid. I mean, he looks like a baby out there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's still got a little bit of baby fat on him, And when you see Nick Bosa, everyone's got a lot of fat on him. It's unbelievable. Uh, Anyone who's rushing opposite of Nick Bosa is going to be just fine. I mean, they could stick me out there in the three-point stance, and I would get some pressure on quarterbacks because Nick Bosa's getting triple-teamed. Their defensive line is awesome. Drake Jackson has been really solid. No complaints. But you can see there are levels that he will get to. Because of the natural talent that he has, I saw him just do a backflip today for no good reason. He's massive. He just did a backflip. Like, what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> he, he has a he has a chance, especially opposite Bosa, to to be really, really good. And it, it's just going to take a minute. It's not going to be immediate, even though the numbers might show up. There's still more to tap into. He, he, he was a good pick.
5: He's Dieter Kurtenbach. Check him out at Dieter on Twitter, San Jose Mercury News. And sometimes you find him at Fenway Park. You know, sometimes that just happens. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dieter. Thanks, sir. There he is. Dieter Kurtenbach. Always uh, love catching up with him. Talk more about those San Francisco 49ers on the other side. That's Femi Abebefe. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back on the Nightcap.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective there are city casts in chicago denver detroit la new york philadelphia pittsburgh and washington dc subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts alongside femi abeba i am tim murray it is the nightcap here on vson it's been a show where i've got to, the gears are going man i'm oh, just yeah. i'm trying to decide you know we're getting closer and closer to the season um you know, trying to decipher what bets to make, you know, and, uh, and figure this out. You don't want to make too many, but you don't want to make sure you don't yeah. miss out. You don't have that FOMO. Um, and the 49ers are a team, you know, that they're right on the doorstep of winning the NFC last year. Femi. Mm-hmm. And a couple plays go their way. They're, they're there. And then, but the Rams will obviously come back and they win it and they end up going to win the Super Bowl. Um, 10 and, 10 and 7 last year. Win totals you see at DraftKings is is 10. Odds to win the division. Now this is interesting. I was just poking around here and I didn't look at every book, but we have DraftKings up plus 150 to win the division. Circa plus 145. Westgate, I believe, was plus one sixty. BetMGM, two to
3: one. Okay.
5: Yeah. So that's where okay. I'm like, ah, interesting. Do I go that route? All right. But let's just before we think about bets, let's 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 talk about this 49ers team. Yeah. I feel like you're a believer. I am a believer
3: in the fact that I don't know if I'm a believer. I think I'm a believer in the that they can be amazing if this works out with. Training. Do you
5: believe that the ceiling? The is, ceiling is, is sky high. Yeah.
3: For this 49ers team, and I think Dieter was outlining that in the last segment. There, he said the defense has looked awesome. The offensive line, he said there's some question marks there, so anytime I hear that, my ears perk up just a little bit because yeah. the game, and at least for me at least, when I look at teams, the first place I look outside of head coach and quarterback is the offensive line. So we'll see how they work that out there. But the wide receivers, he had glowing remarks about Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. The running backs, he said, have looked amazing as well. So the pieces around Trey Lance for him to succeed are there. The talent from Trey Lance, clearly there was something that the Niners saw to where they felt that they needed to draft him third overall. He's got the big arm, he's mobile, he's athletic. So if this comes together and he's able to harness some of that talent and Kyle Shanahan can get the best out of him, and we also have to remember, defenses don't know what to expect. They have two games of film of Trey Lance, but they don't know 100% what to expect. And if Shanahan fully buys into Lance, and the nugget that Dieter said that maybe in those 17 days they really install the offense for nobody to see it, that can be the great unknown to where this Niners team can really take off. I think the sky is the limit, but also the floor, like we mentioned with some other teams, is a little bit lower versus the other contenders that they're kind of priced around.
5: Yeah, just looking at their uh, their schedule um, around league average, um, you know, based mm-hmm. off of forecasted. However, you look at the Rams and they had the second hardest schedule. It's not easy. In yet. the NFL. Um, so you know, something to keep in mind there. Look, I think at two to one, if you could play that, I think I think you do you go for it. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's a bet uh that you make it and I do think that, you know, this is a team. Um and you're banking on the unknown, but that's kind of the beauty of betting, right? I mean, you, you <laughs> kind of have to those sure things, you gotta lay big prices. There's a reason that you know, Alabama over 10 and a half is juiced to minus 280. They've got a lot of knowns. They don't lose very often. So you got to pay a big price. At two to one, I think it's worth a play, right? I mean, that that to me is is a good price on the 49ers to win this division. Um, yes, they have the unknowns. But, you know, look at that schedule. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's manageable out of the jump. Um, how much should the 49ers... Should the handicap of the 49ers winning this division be based off of, hey, this Stafford thing's interesting. Like this, this that's elbow, another, yeah. this elbow issue is Sean McVay's talking about being very concerning. Uh, this is a team that doesn't have much depth. Is there any hangover possibility there for the Rams after you know winning the championship last year? I, I think that's all possible. And I and I, you know, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They put their necks on the line Oh yeah. for Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. And they are going to see what they've got. I mean... And they're going to do anything and everything to make it work. Right. Because,
3: like you mentioned, they rolled the dice and pushed all the chips into the middle of the table. Jimmy Garoppolo already took this team to a Super Bowl, and he took them to another NFC championship.
5: Last year, yeah.
3: And they've replaced him. and said, we don't want you. He's on the roster right now, but he's not going to be on the roster. I'd imagine when the season actually starts... Lynch and Shanahan have pushed the chips in the center of the table and said, "We are riding with Trey Lance."
5: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite. It's it's certainly a risky move, um, but you know, one that they were uh, ready to ready to take. and No risk, it no biscuit. The, the the one thing though, I think that, and if you're a better that's looking
3: to create a portfolio of futures in the NFC or to win the Super Bowls, I think it would be wise to try to get something Niners positive in your portfolio as a just-in-case, whether that's Trey Lance to win MVP, Niners to win the Super Bowl, or to win the NFC, or if you want to go a little bit smaller on the Niners to win the division, just because I think this is the one team that is the unknown that could upset this apple cart that we see here among the favorites, among the Buffaloes, the KCs, the Tampas, the Rams, Packers, what have you. So I think that it would be smart just to have something in there, just in case Lance ends up being good. Now, if he's bad, then you don't have to worry about the Niners, which is why I kind of lean toward MVP being the price. And I grabbed some 50 to one, even though he opened at 200 to one. And I tweeted about it in February when I looked at it, I was like, whoa, that seems off because he's on a team that right. is a Super Bowl contender. He should at least be like around other quarterbacks. But now he's all the way down to 50 to one. And even though the price has changed that drastically, I still played it just because I wanted some a little little insurance, a little Lance insurance because if he's good, I think it can just blow up all of the rest of my futures that I have in the NFC and they could be the team that ends up being the favorite come December and January.
5: So, let's let's I like playing this game. The 49ers. Now you mentioned you have a Trey Lance to win MVP, mm-hmm. so maybe that's the route you go. What would be your favorite bet? Right now on the San Francisco 49ers, we talked about the, this is what we did last night with the Raiders, mm-hmm. where I, I, you and I, I think agreed. We don't really love the win total. A lot of, you know, a lot of things up in the air. We we talked about today. I think Derek Carr most passing yards is interesting at ten to one. Yeah. uh To lead the NFL, uh, but but ultimately we said you know take a little bit of a flyer on them to win the division. It's plus six fifty. You know, it's a pretty long shot. So here's the betting profile on the 49ers win totals ten. Uh, you can get even money to the over at DraftKings. I think that's intriguing. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think this is a nine and eight football team, but there's the unknown of a, mm-hmm. certainly of of a Trey Lance. The all-win total, maybe that's the way you go. Yeah. Eleven plus two fifty. If you know, if they hit their peak, right? They were ten and seven last year. If Trey Lance is as good as the 49ers hope he is, maybe they go twelve and five. Boom, you got a plus two fifty. I I personally I think I'm I'm just gonna roll with them to win the NFC uh, at two to one. Uh, I, I I understand why people would go to win the uh, to win the conference. You know, I think it's plus seven fifty. Yeah, I think that's an interest. Uh, that's a good price. And once again, to your point, this team has the potential of a really high ceiling. So instead of maybe you know putting a full unit down on two to one to win the division, you go a quarter of a unit to win the NFC and you can win the same money and not invest nearly as much. So I would go a little bit more closer to the vest and look at to win the division. I have some questions about the Rams, you know, the way that they go about business. It worked for them last year. It's worked for them in years past, but the Stafford thing has to be worried or worrisome Seattle's in a rebuild mode. And I've got a lot of questions about Arizona. So for me, Femi, at bet MGM two to one. I'm in 49ers to win the division. Do
3: you want a juicier price <laughs> that has to do with the regular season? Now, now the Lance MVP steam, we've seen that all throughout the past couple of weeks. Now he's down like 40 to one or someplace even 20 to one. Uh, I wouldn't bet 20 to one, but would you maybe bet Niners and Circa has this? DraftKings has it as well, but Circa has a better price. Niners most regular season wins Ooh. 20 to one. It would coincide with the division bet as well, because if the most regular yeah. season wins, they'll be the number one seed win their division. But it's a plus money price because Lance, he is a first-time starter. We don't see first-time starters really have playoff success. Even Patrick Mahomes lost in the AFC Championship game his first year as a yeah. starter. So with the playoff inexperience, do you take that off the table and go 20-1 to 1, most regular season wins if they end up becoming a wagon, if Troy Lance is really good?
5: an interesting one. That's why I'll be honest. That's why I like the division more than the NFC mm. is because of that rookie quarterback. Teams are gonna, fi- you know, I don't know if they'll figure him out, but they'll they'll have a lot of tape on him. The playoffs are hard. Playoffs man. are really hard. <laughs> and it's one hard. crazy thing can happen, and boom, you're gone. Uh, I know the NFC seems very gettable, but twenty to one, most to win- win- You're talking. regular season You're wins. talking yourselves into that I might one. be talking myself. <laughs> I'm like, I might need to add another bet. Here. <laughs> It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Come on back. That's Femi Abebefe. I'm Tim Murray.
4: This is the nightcap on VEASAN, the sports betting network.
5: predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Femi Abebefe, Tim Murray with you. It is the Nightcap. Sean King will be back from vacation on Monday evening. Have you evening. checked in with your guy? I've checked it. I texted he's, him a little bit. He's doing all right. He uh, he tweeted me uh, earlier today, you know, for those I think most of you know that I'm a psychotic Notre Dame fan uh and <laughs> follow everything very closely, but I, I love when Sean like randomly tweets me, you know, like things about Notre Dame. Like yeah, I, As if you didn't see it. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the update. I, w- I am aware that Jaden Osberry did commit to Notre Dame. I may or may not have watched it live happen on 247 Sports. Cause I'm, I'm that crazy, okay? I'm a nut job. <laughs> and I accept it. I know what I am. Uh, but, but, yeah, he tweeted me that uh, earlier today. But, no, I've been checking in with our guy. Uh, looked mm-hmm. like he had a great time uh, down there in New Orleans. Some really cool pictures. Uh, yeah. Tulane. Uh, shouts to the Tulane football program tweeting out the video of Sean. Yeah,
3: congrats uh, to him and his family. honestly. Yeah. That's, that's a really big accomplishment.
5: Yeah, no, it was it was you know obviously the the evening we were able to get Coach Bowden on to uh, to surprise him was was one of the most fun nights we've had on this show. And and you know we like to to rag on each other a lot, but to be a, <laughs> a small part and to surprise him about you know getting inducted you know what seems maybe a little overdue, but hey you know finally got in. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was cool to see and, and you know see him there with his his family, his four kids, his wife, his mom was there. Uh, and then the video, if you haven't seen it on uh, for Tulane, that tweeted it out. Um, his son, I forget which one, I think it might have his oldest son was like Sean King. It was a big picture in the Tulane facility of of him That's awesome. out there. So no, it, awesome. it is uh, it was great, and I'm I'm super excited for him and, and like you said, his family. Uh, and he'll be back on Monday, I'm sure, to tell us. More about the induction down there in New Orleans, and now anytime you go to the uh, Superdome, uh, in that uh, in that Hall of Fame, Sean will be a part of it. So uh, you know, well well deserved, and excited for our guy Sean for for that induction. Still can't believe only 10th in the Heisman that year, and didn't wow. win Offensive Player of the Year. In, I think the, in the conference. In the conference. Wow. Yeah. And they went undefeated. They went that undefeated. Year. <laughs> Crazy. Chris Redman from Louisville got oh, it. Yeah. yeah. How'd that work out? <laughs> <laughs> no shade to Chris. Uh, he may be NFL as well. He was
3: in Baltimore. And then where else did he, he would bounce I around yeah, a he lot? Around.
5: Yeah. He was, he was all over the place. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sean will be back on Monday. I did see uh, Sean is, is high on his former team that he coached for yeah. USF be a little too high on that. He's them. been
3: beating that drum all month. And
5: yeah, Uh, I did see that Paul Stone uh, chimed in earlier this week on VEASAN with an under USF win total. I'm not going that far. I mean, Felica did it too. Uh, He even called Sean out. I just think they won't beat BYU week one. I think it's pretty simple. Is this
3: like a double cigar bet? Because I feel like you guys have made multiple bets just off of this one game.
5: I've tried. I've tried to up it. (laughs) Now, look, upping the ante has not worked well for me in the past. We have one cigar bet. That was a multiple cigar opportunity, and that was the the, the killer for me. Uh, I told him that Purdue would beat St. Peter's, and I gave him Moneyline cigar odds at 7-1. to one. Oh, no. That did not work out well for me, and uh, I lost by 6. He gained 8 on that night because we had a different cigar bet on the spread, and then he had the money line. So, he reminds me of that quite often. Uh and uh, I'll just remind him that uh, August 11th Reds will not be 5 games behind the Milwaukee Brewers. But checking in on the Reds right now. Oh yeah. They lost today to yeah. the uh, to the Brewers. But 14 and a half. Um but no, he he won the first cigar bets. I I had to go find I was, I was driving in. I don't know anything about cigars. I don't smoke cigars. Sean's a, an aficionado. He yeah. belongs to this, you know. Have
3: you been out to the cigar lounge with Sean?
5: Yeah. I have not. It's it's a nice... He invited me out. Yeah. We, we watched uh, the first day of
3: March Madness together. You know, had a couple stogies. It's it's a good atmosphere. They got a good crew out there. So uh, uh, I appreciated the invite, out, inv- the invite out from Sean, I should say. Uh, we'll definitely be making my way back there eventually. Maybe one of these college football Saturdays or uh pending schedules and all that stuff but it's a fun time there
5: That's yeah true. i need it i need to get there he's uh, yeah. he's invited me a couple times uh schedule uh didn't uh you know the having the little guy on the weekend i was gonna you say know. you have
3: a, yeah. a little bit more responsibilities than i have. but um you're in charge of, an, of a human
5: yes yes um but uh no i need to need to get there and and uh but I, yeah i had to find cigars and i i don't know i just went into a cigar shop and i was like just you know, give me the most expensive ones that, that you can, that you have. So uh, he, I think he liked like two of them. He's very picky.
3: Yes, yeah. He's, he's... He was checking out the ones that I brought over. He was like, ah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's okay, Sean. I don't know much about cigars, but I'm here to have them with you.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so we got that. Um, uh, Aaron put this in the rundown. This is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Winbet has uh, World Series pairings. Um, so is this, this is, uh, you know, you get an opportunity, so one of these teams to win the World Series. You got Astros or Padres sitting at three to one, Braves or Yankees three to one, Dodgers or your Mariners plus three fifty. That's a lot of faith in my Mariners. Blue Jays or Mets four to one or the field at five to one. So Astros Padres sitting at three to one. Uh Astros right now, uh, a game and a half back of the Yankees for the top record in the American League. Um, and then we've got Yankees Braves. Oof, that's tempting. Mm-hmm. Dodgers Mariners, you know, Dodgers co-favorites to win the to world series at some shops and then Blue Jays and Mets Blue Jays right now comfortably in a wild card situation. Mets are leading the division should win the division uh, and you get a little juicier price at four to one. And then the field. Um, you know, you're looking at both teams from the Central, Cardinals, Brewers, Twins. Um, you know, you got uh trying to think who else would be, you know, piled in there. Phillies, mm-hmm. uh, they should be a wild card team in the National League. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh them are could be tricky. Yeah, that's a little tricky spot. So, uh at 5 to 1, the field doesn't really intrigue me. Um I- I'll tell you what, Yankees or Braves at three to one. That 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 one I think would be the one that I would be most intrigued by. Now the Braves obviously will be in that wild card situation, uh, and right now their record sits at sixty four and forty three, so they're ahead of the Padres. Mm. So they would actually have home field in the wild card round, which is is advantageous. Uh, they would be, yeah. How does that play out? I'm assuming. I think that is lowest division winner. The, the, the worth worst
3: right. The worst record host that four seed, yep. I believe.
5: Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, then the, so it would be, it
3: would be Braves hosting Padres and then whoever the whoa. worst division winner is hosting the Phillies right now. Right. Or the Brewers or the Brewers or the Cardinals, I yeah. guess. Cause they're all tied. Right.
5: right there. Um, and then you get the Padres, the the, the, the fascination, the intrigue, the Padres there. Um, yeah, if I had to play this, I would probably go Braves or Yankees at 3-1. to one. Um, you know, Yankees loaded roster. Um, Braves, I really liked what they did at the deadline, uh, making the moves uh, to, to kind of bolster up uh, their rotation a little bit, bringing in Jaco to Rizzi. What are they going to do with Spencer Strider? I think it's a, you know, interesting conundrum they have uh, going on there. Bringing Robbie Grossman for a little depth in the outfield. So I thought, you know, while it wasn't sexy like what the with, like what the Padres did uh, and the defending World Champs, mm-hmm. so I, I'd probably roll with that uh, as my play of the uh, the win bet, you know, or bet uh, the World Series <laughs> pairings out there.
3: So you'd go Braves-Yankees. and
5: Yeah, I would go Braves-Yankees.
3: I have question marks about the Yankees' bullpen come October. The Yankees, to me, I, I wonder if this is a team that is built to mash during the regular season and then come postseason. One, we know the balls don't fly out yep. as far when the weather gets colder. And also the pitching staffs, the bullpens are a little bit better as well in October. I wonder how that team is going to translate to the playoffs. I think I would go with Astros-Padres as as the bet here because I think the Astros I think are the best team in the American league because of what I think they're just more a little bit more complete than the Yankees. And then also the Padres have a high ceiling with the lineup that they put together with Fernando Tatis expected to come back maybe in a few weeks here. If he can get right and get back to his old self. Combined with Machado yeah. and and Soto and all those guys that they have there, it could really be an overwhelming offense to where they can take out some of these division winners. So uh, I would maybe go Astros or Padres. I really like the Astros to get to the World
5: Series. Padres right now only two and a half games clear mm-hmm. of the Phillies for the final wild card spot. It's the nightcap here on Visa.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on Love top of it,
3: like that, see that,
6: ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
2: what you know? I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't <laughs> it? <Nick." laughs>
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN the sports betting network.
5: The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles on all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over/under recommendations. Plus, our best bets on season win totals, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's betting guide or football betting guide is to become a Veasan All Access subscriber. Sign up early. And for a discount at $175, you will receive the college and pro football betting guides along with the full Vsin along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and see everything Vsin has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Femi Abebefe, <clears throat> I am Tim Murray here on the Nightcap wrapping things up. On a a fun fun evening for some, uh, those who bet the, the those Dodgers. who bet the Dodgers, uh, not so fun for others like me who bet the. Potters. Hey, but
3: you doubled up yesterday.
5: We did, <laughs> you we did. know. We did. Raiders money line, Jags second half. We did, we uh, <laughs> we we found a way to to bring that home. Um, it's always fun hanging out with you, Femi. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure to check out you and uh, Michael Lombardi, the podcast, uh, sure. wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. What you got to do nowadays. <laughs> it is, really. The GM uh, shuffle. It's so the GM shuffle, once a week right now, yes. goes to two, we- two times a week during the season? During the season. So it will
3: be Monday and Thursday during the season. It will be that first, the Monday episodes, starting up Labor Day, uh, that week of Monday there, since we're kind of gearing up for that week one game with the uh, Rams and the Bills for that, so the opening night kickoff. So once we get to the season, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of reacting to what's going on. Uh, Michael, very opinionated on all the matters around the NFL. So uh, there'll be some fireworks come season. Right now we're doing the blue chip red chip series, which has been really cool to geek out on that. Uh, Going through each position group, who are the red chips, who are the blue chips, blue chip players. For those who don't know, those are the elite of the elite. The red chip guys, really good, but still have some room to go up there. Um, We're now to the offensive side of the ball. We're at the skill positions. We just did tight ends this past Thursday. So wide receivers are coming up next week. And then, a lot
5: of blue chips. Lot, you lot, would lot think.
3: Of blue chip guys. I'm. I'm curious to get Michael's list on the blue chip wide receivers. But I'm really, really excited for when we do the quarterback episode. I know that's the, what gets the people going there. Oh yeah. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun, especially with football now being in the minds of folks with the preseason going on. Quarterback episode coming out in a few weeks. I'm sure. I'm sure some folks will
5: have some disagreements and maybe some agreements as well. Well, now I'm curious. All right. So do you remember off the top of your head his blue chips for tight ends? Uh, yes. Okay. Um. I'm just going to guess Kelsey. Yes. Kittle. Yes. Waller. Mm Mm-hmm. Andrews. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't know if Goddard is a blue chip yet. I'll say that's it. Four. Goddard is a blue chip. He is.
3: Ah, Yep. That was the fifth one. That was the fifth one. Dallas Goddard. Ah. Yeah.
5: But his, a- his his run blocking is is something that i know pro football focus has really pointed out like he's a really all-around type of tight end so interesting to see dallas goddard is in his eyes a blue chip
3: and that's really what michael focused on because he didn't even classify as someone like kyle pitts as a tight end. he's like this is a big body wide receiver because oh. at this stage of his career he hasn't shown now maybe he improves in the blocking area but when He lines up in line there. The teams know, okay, this guy's not blocking. He's going out for, and if he is blocking, thank you. We're going to toss him to the side and get into the backfield. So he really put an emphasis, and I agree with it, on guys who are multidimensional at the position. Not only are they threats in the passing game, but also help out in the run game. Kittle, he really loved. Also, Kelsey helps out as well. Kelsey, he's not as good a run blocker as Kittle is. Kittle Kittle's like up, a, dude, he's like man. a guard out yeah. there who can catch and run. <laughs> it's it's insane what he does from a run blocking standpoint. And kudos to that Iowa staff with Hawkinson and Fran and all the guys that they've been able to churn out. Uh, Kirk Ferentz and his program. But he really likes guys who can do multiple things. I mean, Rob Gronkowski, probably the greatest tight end of all time. One of the best blockers as yeah. well from that position, as well as being one of the best receivers. So... That was kind of the emphasis that he had for the blue chip tight ends. But it's really interesting because I feel like we all agree about the tight ends because you named the five right off of the top of your head yeah. of the blue chips. And so this tight end position almost feels like we have a consensus. And then there's a drop off a little bit. Other positions, there have been some disagreements with some guys, quarterbacks, also people very oh, yeah. opinionated on those. But I think wide receivers as well, because that's another position where it's what do you kind of value more? Do you value the deep threat? Do you value the pristine route runner, or the guy who can make the above the rim kind of contested catches. It's going to be really interesting to see how Michael kind of balances that out in his list. It's so
5: loaded. I mean, it is so loaded.
3: We're living in the golden age of wide receivers right now.
5: Adams cup, Hopkins Diggs, Hill chase. I mean, Jefferson, Jefferson. (laughs) um, you know, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel. uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's so loaded. So check out the GM shuffle. Uh, Femi doing a great job. Uh, co-hosting with uh, with Michael Lombardi there once a week right now and then two times a week during ramp uh, it up baby once the season uh, gets going um, you know as we, as I as we've been promoting the college football betting guide is out right now um, do you have any college football uh, tickets in the pocket I have a
3: national title ticket and I have a Heisman ticket
5: National right title ticket. Okay, So the
3: national title ticket is on the Ohio State Buckeyes.
5: At what number?
3: Uh, Six to one and at five to one. Nice. That's on Ohio high. State.
5: Definitely worth a play at that price. So that the, price is gone. Yeah. yeah, now we're looking at three to one
3: plus yeah. 350, I think, is the best that you can find out there on Ohio State. But I just think they're the best team in the Big Ten by far. They, I think, are the team that I would pencil into the college football playoff, even before Alabama, because they still have to go through Georgia, potentially, if they yeah. have a slip up in the regular season. So... Uh, I think Ohio State's going to be there in the 14 playoff. It's just a, you know, depending on who they face. Yeah. And to win the title, they're probably going to have to beat Alabama. But I don't think that they're going to be plus 600 in that game. So we, we, can no. figure, we can figure something out when we get to that point.
5: That's, that's a great price to have. Uh, yeah. I'm very high on Ohio State, as many are. Uh, I do have a... Uh, I grabbed it and we talked about it on the show, so it, it counts. Uh, they were uh, minus one seventy five to the over on, on ten and a half, and that was something. That's a great bet. That was something I played. I, I just don't see two losses on that schedule. I I know you know the the Notre Dame game is you know raises eyebrows to me. It doesn't. Um, I I think this is. I hope for for the sake of entertainment purposes and, and Notre Dame being the team that I cheer for that mm-hmm. it's competitive. But I just. That team's got so many weapons. Yeah, what's that line at now? Is it's it? up to 14 and a half. There's some Ooh. I think an offshore I saw a high as 16. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's high. I mean Jeez. And it, it might I don't even think it's gonna get buyback. I mean, ten and a half is where it opened William Hill and Caesars and and that I mean, got steamed I wonder, the up buy right number is probably what,
3: 17, 17 and a half.
5: I wouldn't even touch it. I, I just I I think that has potential to be a blowout. I'd be curious. Look. They got all offseason to prepare for them yeah I, I I love Notre Dames coaching staff there's obviously familiarity with uh, with Ohio State with Al Washington coming over uh, as their new defensive line coach uh, Marcus Freeman certainly knows that program really well but yeah that, so when you look at that schedule Penn State's on the road that's the closest you know spread uh, they play home to Michigan there's no way they're losing that game this year in my opinion um, so it, it's just it's a manageable schedule for for a team that's that's ultra talented so yeah, at six to one, at five to one, if those still existed, certainly would be something that I, I would I would recommend. What's your Heisman long shot?
3: We talked about it briefly, I believe, before you went for your vacation. But uh, Bijan Robinson, Texas running back, I found a forty to one. Okay. over at the Westgate, and the main reason why I did this was just because I think Bijan Robinson is the best running back in the country, and I also believe that Steve Sarkisian is the best play caller in the country. And the one thing that Sark really does that I love so much is that he gets the football to his best playmakers and Bijan Robinson talked about it over at Big 12 media day about how he's not going to just be carrying the ball at the backfield. He's going to be lining up in the slot lining up out wide. they're going to use him in the passing game to where he's going to get that all purpose kind of production and Texas. We know they draw a lot of eyeballs in that program. I think he has a chance to really be a dynamic player who has a big time statistical season now, they're probably going to lose to Alabama. But if he puts up good numbers in that Alabama game, he's still in the Heisman race. And if they have a good season in the Big 12, they're the second favorite on the board. I think they're probably a little bit better than people think. I believe Matt Human's in the guide. Spoiler alert. Picked them to win the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So if they can do that, Bijan John Robinson is going to have a pretty solid case to win the Heisman. Or at least get the invite to New York, which at 40-1, to 1, I figured I'd take my shot on him because I think he is the best running back in the country.
5: I don't disagree with... Uh with your with him being the best running back. He's he's a special talent. I, I just I'm not ultra high on Texas. I think there's some weird losses in there. Oh yeah, it's uh, Texas. They could lose to Kansas. Uh, they did it last year. <laughs> yeah. Gave up a, what a 50 burger uh to Kansas. So, yeah, I am getting uh, I'm getting fired up. 3 weeks from tomorrow we'll have a uh, good old week 0. I was going to say that's week 0. Yeah, uh late night Hawaii uh against Vanderbilt. Get fired up for that. You got Nebraska and Northwestern over in Ireland. Um, Illinois, I think, is playing Wyoming. So a couple, a uh, mm-hmm. couple games where it's firing up the uh, the old tube for uh, Ohio to State get Notre season. Dame aside. What's your favorite Week One game? Uh, I'll say this: it may not be my favorite, but I'm very fascinated by Penn State at Purdue Thursday night. Purdue catching three and a half. That'd mm-hmm. be a spot in West Lafayette. We will time see. Time. That's Femi Bebefe. I'm Tim Murray. Adios. Enjoy the weekend, folks.